The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. The list is steady growing from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb because racing things do not stop it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez now that the glitz glamour and the pomp and circumstance of episode 100 is now over and the dust settles as we begin on our second century of podcasts here hi everyone how are you doing today Oh man, gotta love last night's episode. I, I listened back to it, and uh, man, I had a smile on my face just uh, just thinking about everything that we had gone through. Even though I lived it, still loved it. Want more of it? So we're back for more, Cody. And uh, I know it's a late night for you for the second night in a row, but you know, kudos to you, buddy, for sticking it out and and coming to us after a, a tough loss for your uh, your basketball team, huh? Yeah, well, at this point, I'm fairly used to the Huskers just losing at anything and everything. So, yes, I, I attended the uh, Nebraska-Northwestern game tonight, and it did not go well, but nobody was very surprised by that. I got free tickets, so it was nice to go and enjoy the basketball game. So, hey, free uh, basketball yeah, is good of, basketball. Lots of fun. Hey, yeah, exactly. It's free, so had they could sell alcohol there now. That's a huge step. Finally, we're getting somewhere, so that helps uh, cure Husker fan woes, at least for a little while. <laughs> uh, anything goes good with nice sudsy coldness as a, uh, as a cushion for, for losing. I know I, I've been to my fair share of games where uh, I wish that I could have not necessarily remembered what I was watching afterwards. So uh, all good. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, Hey, listen, we're closer today than we were yesterday to the Daytona 500 and to the Bush clash. Um, and there is so much to talk about today. Um, again, we took a kind of a side from our normal goings abouts for episode 100, but it's back to the grind. It's back to getting ready for the season, the 2023 season, uh, as we looked back at the 2022 season. But Cody, uh, I know what we say, 11 days to the clash, right? But uh, yep. 25 now to the Daytona 500. So 25 days to the Daytona 500. And yeah, yesterday's episode, first of all, absolutely gonna be jacked up for the season like going back and listen to some of those old clips remembering those hits even remembering the bad ones the sweats we got from it 
We're so close to racing. I can feel it. It's almost here. So, yes, 11 days till the Clash of the Coliseum. That's next weekend at this point. We're almost there. Uh, and 25 days until the Daytona 500. I have a trivia question for you today, Rod. Oh, hell. Do you know who the last driver to race the number 25 in the NASCAR Cup Series was? Why Why do I think it's Tony Stewart? But know, I'm wrong. Sure. I'm wrong. Is it? Was it? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know why. I, I, I just, I know he never raced at 25, but for some reason, I see it in my head. Wasn't Greg Biffle? Uh, no, I forgot. Who's who's the last one to race at 25? I'm going to kill the last myself. last driver in the 2015 NASCAR Sprint Cup Series was actually Chase Elliott. Stop. He made five starts during Jeff Gordon's final season there uh, with Hendrick, and he drove the number 25 car before sliding into the 24 the following year, uh, replacing Gordon as he retired. Um, so he did make five starts in that car. That's the last time we've seen the number 24, uh, 25, rather, was back in 2015, uh, prior to that was 2009. Some guy named Brad Keselowski made uh, seven starts in it. Don't know him. But this is a storied number in NASCAR. 1,319 career starts for this number, all the way back to June 19th of 1949. Um, it has 21 wins, 123 top fives, 340 top tens, 37 pole positions. That's pretty good. Uh, Jabe Thomas is actually the driver with the most starts in this car number. He raced a NASCAR from 65 to 78. He made 306 starts in this car, only had five top tens, 75 top, or he had five, rather, three top fives. There's a lot of numbers going on there. <laughs> he had 75 top tens. He completed 72,000 laps in this number. Never led a single lap in the number 25 car. 306 starts, 72,000 laps, not even on a caution flag where he stayed out or something. Now, granted, back in those days, everybody was like 49 laps down to Richard Petty, but yeah, nothing. <laughs> 306 starts, no wins, no laps led to even show for it. That in itself is actually kind of impressive. Um, and then this was a Hendrick number, right? A uh, big time Hendrick number for a long time. We've seen a lot of Hendrick guys sit in this car, and that's a lot of this list. Ken Schrader, most notably from the 25 Budweiser car, 267 starts. He won four races. Um, he actually completed 79,000 laps in this uh, car number. Ronnie Thomas makes the list at 123, and then it's another Hendrick guy, Brian Vickers with 112 starts. Jerry Nadeau, 81. Joe Nemechek, uh, he's a guy we've talked about a lot lately. He's this 20 to 30 range, he, he drove a lot of different numbers during that time. Of course, he's the father of John Hunter Nemechek, full-time Xfinity guy that we'll no doubt be talking about plenty. Tim Richmond made 37 starts in this car. Um, potentially could have been one of the greatest NASCAR drivers we ever saw. His life was cut a little short, uh, so he made 37 starts. And then 37 starts in this 25 car for uh, Rick Hendrick. He had nine wins. Uh, 21 top tens and 37 starts in the number 25. So he he made the most of his time, and he actually led 1,166 more laps than the guy who started uh, 280 more races than he did. <laughs> Jesus, in the number. Although but Brian other, Vickers, I remember Brian Vickers. That was uh, that's a blast. Yeah, for he was he was you know one of the longer other than Ken Trader, the longest tenured guy in that number 25. Um, and yeah, he was a guy that was around when Gordon was there around when Dale Earnhardt Jr. was there for a little while. 
Um, so yeah, he he held around in that car for a while. Casey Mears, another guy who drove for Hendrick. Wally Dollenback Jr., another guy who drove for Hendrick. Ricky Craven drove for Hendrick. Um, then if you kind of go down through the list here, like I said, Brad Keselowski, he actually made nine starts in this car number um, before he went full-time in the Cup Series. Fireball Roberts made five starts. Chase Elliott had his five starts um, in this car number in his that was prior to his rookie season when he was he was kind of getting getting his feelers out there. Um, scrolling down through this list, there was a couple of other names. Uh, Junior Spencer drove a race in this car. Uh, Todd Bodine, Wendell Scott, Ray Hendrick. I did look to see if he was related to Rick. He is not, but he's the all-time wins leader at Martinsville Speedway with 20 in the modified. So that's a little fun fact for you there. Um, Rick Hendrick did actually start one in this number. He was a driver before he just went into full-time ownership. Uh, Jack Sprague, Craftsman Truck Series legend. He made a start, um, I would assume, probably for Hendrick because he raced for Hendrick in the in the Truck Series um, in this car as well. So, yeah, this is one that... Uh, been around for a while 89 different drivers have driven it but uh man the guy at the top stands out the most with the the 306 starts for jabe thomas and never let a lap in 72,000 completed laps uh pretty that's impressive in itself so i i relate to jabe in in <laughs> so many ways like i feel like i've i've run so many laps and you know, I, I've never been an industry leader. I've never been the guy that oh, you're a uh, leader now, Rod. Uh, stop! You can't I bet, say that anymore. <laughs> I've never, I've never led a lap, but yet I still log laps and I still enjoy the sport. So I'm going to keep driving my car, even if I'm not crossing the checkered, uh, checkered or the the finish line, taking the checkered flag. I'm, I'm okay. I, I still love what I do. Uh, so All Jabe, right, Jabe, whatever you say, Jabe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even cuz when we next time the when the intro credits roll and you hear here are your hosts, Jabe Thomas. <laughs> Jabe Thomas. Jabe Thomas Vigomez Gomez and Cody Zeeb. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like uh, it. I'm on it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Look at that 25 car. I do remember Ryan Vickers. Like I said, that that's probably because that was the era that I I started watching. So that name obviously rings quite familiar with me. Um, and I and I guess even at the time when I knew like I knew Jimmy was a, a Hendrick driver. I knew Gordon, and you know I knew that uh, that five car was part of the the Hendrick stable. I guess when I first started watching, I wasn't necessarily as hyper aware of team dynamics as right, i am right. now yep. obviously so yeah for sure yeah. uh and then team yep. numbers yeah vickers is definitely the guy i think of when i think of 25 just because he did spend so much time i kind of remember some of those other guys bouncing around here and there and making their starts but he, he was the longest tenured uh, other than than schrader of the the hendrick guys and the most most recently in that early 2000s where we kind of remember that i see i for some reason when i see his car i do see Kellogg's paint scheme. Was I right? Did he have Kellogg's at one point in time? Man, maybe for like a couple races, but I don't remember. I remember him always. It was always the blue car with the the neon letters. He had a couple of different sponsors. He had like, uh, man, he had like a hair. He, he had a nice hair always, like Garnier or something was one of his sponsors. And like, uh, I think, man, I want to say he even ran like some Hendrick sponsored cars, like Hendrick dealerships, maybe back in the day. Oh, GMAC, GMAC, and Aaron's. GMAC, that was it. Yes, Aaron's was that another was the big one. one. Which actually, I think GMAC is now called something else, and that's appears on the Spire cars every once in a while. And yeah. I believe that's a Hendrick owned thing. But uh, 
yeah gmac that was that was his big sponsorship and then he kind of ran some other other stuff here and there but i think kellogg's was pretty much reserved for the five car with with terry labani back in the day i feel like vickers drove the five car for a hot second too i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong i think i want to say vickers drove the five in xfinity probably because that was their flagship five was the flagship car uh for hendrick in the xfinity when ricky was running it rick's son um before he was in that that horrible plane crash but uh and i I believe that vickers was was man i even want to say him and ricky might have been really good friends um but then i know like kyle bush came in he was in that number five car and it was Lowe's and all that uh in xfinity won his championships there before he moved in into the cup series so that might be where the vickers five five stuff comes from but uh, that's what it yeah. is yeah and he ran gmac two in that five car so yeah oh, okay good my old brain man listen i barely there's our, remember there's our walk down memory lane seriously for, for the old man over here Ugh, jesus man like i said i barely remember what i did like 10 minutes ago let alone brian vickers <laughs> driving the five car next yeah Friday. i'm trying to forget what i did 10 minutes ago <laughs> that basketball game <laughs> uh bad bad stuff um okay <sighs> So much news to talk about. History lesson complete. Let's go ahead, take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into that news because there's, again, tons to talk about. So, um, you know, listen, I'm going to miss these history lessons, Cody, but I understand that there's more important things to talk about once the season begins. So maybe we won't completely abandon history, but uh, we'll lighten up on it for sure, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I'll be glad when they're gone just because that means the countdown to Daytona is over. So, so that'll be the greatest part, but yeah, we're going to have, again, we, we've necessarily released our full format for the season yet, but there's going to be plenty of time uh, for us on the microphone. If we need to fill any time, which we don't generally have an issue with, we can, we can always walk down history lane. You know, actually it's something fun that I, I might try and do during the season. Now that I'm thinking about it too, is some on this dates, like some stuff that happened on the state and NASCAR while we're recording and, and, you know, so and so got his his twenty fifth win or, or his ninetieth win, you know, in a Jeff Gordon case or something like that. Uh, stuff stuff like that will be fun to mention, I think, as as the season rolls on. So, if you're liking the history lessons, we we might just keep them around. Indeed. Again, we'll lighten up, but we'll still keep them around. So, all right, take a break. Come back, break everything down for you in news as we ramp up for the race season to begin. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and, of course, same-game parlays. Plus, the NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, payouts happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Yeah, you are. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. It's limited to state availability. And, of course... As always, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get $1,000 free credit. There is so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of player through winbet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Again, Cody, as we've alluded to time and time again, this news never stops slowing down. And, of course, it's just getting more and more 
fervorous, frivolous. It's look, it's it's happening quicker now. Uh, that we're I'll coming. Leave the big words to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Uh, in fact, no one should. <laughs> you don't want me to try them either. Trust uh, me. <laughs> uh, this is why I'm I'm a podcaster is because big words scare me. Um, all right. So yeah. Anyways, the news keeps happening and it keeps coming fast and furious. So Cody, I know your list, like I said, and like I say every week, continues to get longer. So where do you want to start today on the news cycle? Well, we already talked about Chase Elliott a little bit. He he made his his Cup debut in the number twenty five car. Um, over in the truck series for Bill McAnally racing, um, their number 35 is going to be fielded full time by Jake Garcia this year. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about truck series futures, Jake Garcia, and and then also, uh, Taylor gray, I believe it is. He's the younger of the brothers. Um, they're not going to be old enough to compete in the first, I think three races of the season. Um, and so they've got a waiver to still compete for the championship after those three races, but Bill McAnally needs somebody to drive the 35 car in the meantime. And Chase Elliott is actually going to race at Daytona in the number 35 truck uh, for McAnally Racing. Again, we talked about him a little bit. I think it was last week uh, or, or whenever it was recently, we talked about the truck series uh, with they're getting a new driver in Christian Eckes, right? He left Thor Sport and, and has moved over to Bill McAnally Racing in that 19 car. And so now his teammate, at least for the first race of the season, going to be Chase Elliott. So that's a kind of a big step for that team. That's really looking. They're really looking to make that next step. They just haven't got there. Right. And they had Derek Krause for a few years and, and he did all right. And he had some flashes, but it was never the next big step. Now they kind of get a bigger fish in Christian Eckes, right? He's not, he, he was out of a ride for a reason probably, but he, he was still at, at a top tier teams before, but now getting Chase Elliott to jump in their trucks, test them out for him and give them some feedback on how things are going. Now it is the super speedway. So, only so much you can measure there, but you can still measure some stuff for sure. Uh, and just to have him there to talk to and be around, it will definitely be a help. And again, more seat time for Chase Elliott. That's always good for these guys when they're getting seat time. Yeah, the trucks aren't super comparable to the cars, of course, but you're spending time on the track. Again, just just getting the feeling back in in the track, right? Been a while since you've been in the, in the car again or the truck. In this case, you're working in the draft, working around these guys and getting all those those feels and kinks worked out um maybe that'll help him on sunday then to uh to compete for the daytona 500 which he finished second in just two years ago so and uh we saw him win at talladega we saw him win at atlanta we know he can win these super speedway races he's very good at it um so it'll be fun to see him him out there in the number 35 truck um and it's going to be sponsored by gates hydraulics um i I think that's going to be their full-time sponsor for jake garcia so they lucked out having chase elliott jump in for one of their rides well, and what makes all the more impressive, and I'm going to ask you something here in a second because I, I guess I'm a little curious as to what uh, the technicalities of the whole thing are, but uh, Chase Elliott making one truck race start last year on Bristol Dirt, came in in seventh. He started in seventh, finished in seventh, so didn't necessarily uh, all the way, but all told he's got 17 starts only in that truck series. The most he ever started was three in 2020. Um, and, and in fact, he's got three wins in the truck series as well. 11 top fives, 14 top tens. Obviously we know he's not necessarily, um, needs to spend time in the truck series. And I don't think he ever really needed to, which is why he kind of skipped it. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine races in 2013 is the most he started. Um, yeah, yeah, he he basically took, he took the Ty Gibbs route, right? I don't think Ty Gibbs has actually ever started a truck race, um, but jumped basically right from Arca into the Xfinity series. Now, now Chase did make some truck starts while he was racing in Arca and then 
since he's been in cup, he's jumped back in the GMS truck a couple of times. And, and I think last year might've been an aspire truck or something yeah, for that. Uh, yeah. For that, for that race he ran there. But uh, yeah, so he's, he's done a little bit of trucks here and there, but what do you say? 17 starts. That's not a ton for him. No, no, not considering his, you know, 82 starts in Xfinity and 257 in the cup series. So it's not, yeah, definitely no, nowhere near. So my question to you though, is, um, is, how is Hendrick feeling about him jumping down to the trucks? And cause I mean, I know that they don't do anything in the truck series anyway, so it's not necessarily that big of a deal. Right. I mean, I guess he can yeah, freelance. Well, I mean, they, and they partnered last year with Spire, right. For the number seven truck. Most of the races that, that Spire entered with that when it wasn't Roger Carruth was, I think, uh, I don't think Kyle Larson ran, but I think William Byron ran Alex Bowman, I believe ran a, a road course or two in that truck. Um, and so they, and I think Chase Elliott ran the one as well. So they partnered up with them. I don't think they have any problem. Again, recently we've seen the shift, right? For years and years and years, these guys had to stick to mostly the cup series. You could run some Xfinity stuff, but even a plate track, we don't, you know, we don't want to get you hurt. They didn't let them do any of this dirt stuff. Kyle Larson changed the game, right? Dude's racing like 18 times a week and then jumping in the cup car on Sunday and Hendrick is fine with it. And and again, we've talked about the safety around the sport and everything is advanced at all the levels. And again, it's never fully safe. Of course, you, you know, there's still risks anytime they get in anything, but there's risks when they're driving to the racetrack or flying there as well, right? So there, there's always assumed risks in anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I think that that they're fine with it. Obviously, I don't think you'd be doing it if they weren't. Um, and, and it, you know, it gets him more exposure, gets him out there with another sponsor and stuff and helps him promote his brand. It helps NASCAR, right? People love Chase Elliott. He's the most popular driver. So you get him in the truck race. Well, we know that Sunday's sold out for the Daytona 500, right? It's just going to bring a few more people to the race on Friday. That people, a lot of people bitched about Kyle Busch always racing on Saturdays in the Xfinity's series, but so many more people came to watch Kyle Busch race in that, in that race. And they still do it in the truck series. And watching these guys, I've talked about it before when they, you know, when the Ken Schraders and the Clint Boyers, when I was a kid, would come to our local dirt tracks, and it was like, we got to go watch these Cup guys. Like, it, it helps out. And for these truck guys, you know, they they're not up racing in the Cup Series. Now they got to be on the same track as Chase Elliott. They can watch what he does in the draft. They can they can race around him and learn from him, and that'll help them as they continue to try to climb the ladder in NASCAR. So I I don't get the people who have all the hate for when Cup guys come down and compete at these other levels. The limits there, I think the limit is kind of ridiculous on the five. They can only make five starts in the trucks and five starts in the Xfinity. You used to be back in the day, you could run for the championship in both, right? And we saw that. I mean, there was years where the top 10 Xfinity drivers in the championship were all cup, cup full-time guys. But we don't have that anymore, and maybe maybe five is a little too much of a limit. But I think it's good for him to, to get out there. And again, you haven't been in a, in a cup series car really in a while in a race. And getting in the truck series and getting to back in the feel of things, even though it's a little different, I think is a positive to help him on Sunday and just be back in the groove. He's going to make some pit stops. That's going to help, right? It's a practice for Sunday, all of it. Um, and maybe he goes out and snags a win too, right? We know he's a good Cup Series guy. Maybe he'll inflate other odds for us because he's going to be the favorite, right? I'm sure he's coming down to the truck series and not always a lot of value on the favorites in the truck series, but might push some other guys down a little bit farther and we can snag some better odds on somebody else to win. That right there is 
probably the best angle that you could take in this whole <laughs> instance, right? Where Chase Elliott comes in, you know that he's going to be the favorite. You know that he's probably not. And, and at a super speedway, you're going to still get him at plus odds, which means it's still going to be good even if you bet him. Like, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it may be plus two, plus three. You know, you might get him two, three to one, maybe four to one at most. Yeah, yeah, you might even get a five or a six just because it is a super speedway, and that's not necessarily going to be a bad bet. Now, I don't, you're not going to be able to rely on him to go win that like if it was him against everybody else on any other track because he's got the clear advantage of being the cup regular again. The super speedways kind of narrow narrow everybody out and 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 bunch the field up and give anybody a chance. We've seen all the big long shots over the years on the super speedways. So, yeah, it, it could potentially work in our favor to to help push some other odds down and and give us more value some of the other guys on the top there you know that's like if if michael jordan were to come down and play at your like uh i I don't know semi-pro type of a basketball game right i mean where he came in uh, there used to be there used to be this football game that used to take place here in uh in my area where uh the 49ers would have like jerry rice came out a couple of times and it was like a uh uh 49ers, kind of an all-star-ish team, you know, not necessarily all the all-stars, but they would take on the police department out here, and uh, and it would be like a, a pro-am type of a, of an there event, yeah. yeah, and that was a lot of fun, because those guys, man, they would come out, and you get to watch Jerry Rice take on, like, a, a local police officer, now, of course, Rice is smoking them, but still, you know, it's all for fun. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's always good when these guys, and again, cross racing, we talk about it, the indie guys coming over, our guys going to Indy, the F1 guys, it's all across everything and getting more eyes on the truck series. Maybe this gets 10 extra Chase Elliott fans to watch the truck series race. Maybe that's the best race of the weekend, like the trucks are a lot of times, right? That's some of the best racing we get half the time. And somebody gets hooked and now they're watching it every week and then tell their friend and then you're just continuing to grow and grow and grow, which is what we want for all three of these series, right? Mm-hmm. And then we want more people betting, and then we want more people winning, and then we want more people listening to the show so they can continue to bet. It's all cyclical, man. It's it all, all works out in our favor. It all <laughs> works out <laughs> in the end. I love it. Um, all right. So, yeah, Chase Elliott, I think obviously we both agree, a uh, fantastic addition to the truck race at, uh, in Daytona. Again, man, I can't wait to see these odds come out and see whether or not they they get skewed and and how much they change daytona odds have not come out for trucks and xfinity that we've seen yet we just have just looking before the show making sure no odds have come out still nothing new unfortunately we're only 11 days from the clash we should be getting odds for that anytime now ah geez but yes we need xfinity and truck series odds for for the uh daytona races as well and hopefully we'll be getting those as as these driver lineups kind of get finalized, which is what we're seeing here with, with announcements like this one. And maybe we're just waiting for the dust to settle. I mean, I know that the, there's a little more flux in what the truck and Xfinity series lineups could be versus yep. what the, the cup series. I mean, we, we have a basic idea of the cup and it's not really right. going to change a whole lot between now and the Daytona 500. I mean, there'll be people dropping out, but I think by and large, you know, the majority and the bulk of what's going to happen. So maybe that's why, Cody, that if I have to play devil's advocate, that's why the, the, the odds are a little slow in getting in. But yeah, Just give them to us now and then adjust them as you need to. So thank you. Thank solved. you. Thank you. Yes, let's do that. Um, all right. Chase Elliott, good. Let's move on. What do you got next? Yep. 
Um, NASCAR, speaking of safety, which we just talked about as well, um, they have made a new rule that requires the use of fire retardant um, head sock. So they'll have to wear that underneath of their helmet um, in every race. They'll have to wear the helmet skirt. Sometimes you see the guys that have, you know, when they put their helmet on, there's like a skirt that comes off with the helmet that covers their neck, allows to not burn your neck and stuff on a fire. That will now be required. So all of the drivers will be wearing that. Um, they'll have to wear fireproof socks and they'll have to wear fire retardant underwear as well. I actually have experience in this department when I was in Afghanistan in the military. We wore fireproof underwear because if you get in a fire, you do not want your underwear to burn to your skin because that would not be pleasant. Um, and so if these guys weren't wearing them, which I don't know why you wouldn't because you don't want that to happen. Yeah, it's a good time to start. And now <laughs> are they going to make you unzip your fire suit every race and check? Probably not, but if you get caught without it, you're definitely going to get a penalty. Um, so again, we've seen a couple over the last couple of seasons, there's been some pretty crazy fires, right? Um, and just specifically last year, there, there was the problem of the Fords that kept catching on fire, right? Kevin Harvick had it towards the end of the season. I think Chris Buescher had it on a road course earlier in the season. But we saw the Jordan Anderson accident. Scary accident. Was that a Daytona? I believe it was one of the super speedways for sure, um, where his truck just burst into flames. And he was in that truck for a long time. He almost jumped out as he went into the wall. That could have been disastrous. He almost he timed that perfectly, but he suffered some burns. Nothing too severe, and, and he seems to be okay and will be back. But had he been wearing more stuff, uh, maybe he would have reduced that, right? He didn't wear the hel helmet skirt. He didn't maybe have some of these other things. So this should help. There was an ARCA driver, I think it was two seasons ago, um, that, again, same thing, where the car caught on fire, but it wouldn't stop for a long time. And, you're, you know, you're still going 100-plus miles an hour as a car is cooking you on fire, and you're trying to unstrap everything and get out of the thing, and it's still moving. And, yes, these fire suits are great, and these helmets are great, but they can only stand so much. So the more we have, the better protected these guys will be. So going to be a minor inconvenience, and, and I'm sure we're going to hear some drivers complain about them. You always get that, but again, you go back, drivers used to complain about Lund's device, right? Guys like Dale Earnhardt didn't wear it, and had he been wearing it, you know, nine out of ten doctors will tell you it would have saved his life. So sometimes the uncomfortable stuff sucks, but we have to do it for safety reasons. Um, and so, again, we've talked a lot over the past couple of weeks when we talked about Mike Helton and, and his landmark award and everything, how he was a pioneer on safety, and we just got done talking about how it's safer for these guys to go race in these other series, right? And this is another step towards continuing to be safer, continuing to protect these drivers. Um, so, again, I think this is another good call by NASCAR in just doing everything we can to, to help protect it, right? You, you're probably going to wear underwear anyways under your fire suit. I don't necessarily know. But if you're going to, the fireproof kind are the ones you want because that will be helpful to you uh, in the event that you need them. <laughs> I, it was all the rubber that was like building up underneath the car that was making Yeah, it that was burn. the problem on the Fords this yeah. past season was, was, yeah, there was, yeah, all the rubber burning up and getting stuck under there and then it would catch on fire. And I feel like there was even more incidents. I know the Harvick one and the Busher one, I, I recall specifically, but I feel like there was another one or two throughout the season and it was kind of like, man, and that was only on the Ford, so maybe they've they've kind of come up with a solution to that. But then again, the Jordan Anderson wreck, I think, had a big part in this, um, where where his truck was on fire at full speed at Daytona, basically. And yeah, that's a 
that thing turns into a hot box real fast. Yeah, there's definitely no and and you brought it up too, and I was going to bring it up too if you didn't, which I don't know why you wouldn't have. Uh, but that Hans device was obviously one of the biggest things that, uh, and I watched the documentary that basically you know walked us through the the implantate implant. <laughs> Walked us through when they big started word, using it. Are bad tonight. <laughs> we already talked about that. Uh, definitely not not something you're going after. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, they they didn't. The drivers were so split on it. I mean, all, the newer drivers obviously didn't really have a whole problem. But then you go back even through way back in the beginning of the sport, and I mean, they were what what safety? I mean, I saw a, a, a video of one of the drivers trying to put out the fire with his shirt. Like, his car caught on fire, and he's literally trying to put out the shirt. I'm fairly certain you can find drivers smoking during caution breaks. Yeah. If you look back far enough. it, it Yeah. And again, guys like Dale Earnhardt always wore an open-faced helmet. Can you imagine putting these guys in an open? open-faced helmet in these cars these days like mm -hmm. no way we wouldn't even consider that but that was a normal thing in those days and again it's just that's how safety progresses sometimes it's inconvenient and uncomfortable but we get used to it and you got to keep moving on and, and continue to be safer and again we talked about it Dale Earnhardt knock on wood was the last casualty that NASCAR has suffered in their top three series and that's been 22 years ago at this point so they're doing something right in the safety department for sure, and hopefully that continues to to evolve as uh, as they seem to be doing well. Indeed, I mean, I want all these drivers to stay nice and safe, so uh, I'm okay with Absolutely. just about any safety precaution that we can take to make that happen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Next up, um, Travis Pastrana. They announced that uh, it's going to be 67. That is the number he's going to race in that third Toyota 2311 entry, um, and Black Rifle Coffee is going to be on board as his sponsorship um for the daytona 500 attempt again he's not locked in and off to he'll have to earn his way in but another part that comes with this number 67 announcement is that kurt bush has still not been cleared by doctors to race if he wanted to race in the daytona 500 which it sounds like maybe they were preparing this car for him to race in the daytona 500 he has not been cleared Vision issues seem to be his biggest problem where he's still been having issues with his vision since the concussion problems. And again, he missed the last 14 races of the season or something like that. So it's been a while that he's been dealing with this. Um, but yeah, not cleared to race. It sounds like he wants to race and it sounds like 2311 plans on fielding that 67 car for him on a part-time basis. Um, assuming he gets cleared, hopefully he does again, We've talked about it. He was, speaking of Dale Earnhardt again, all tying together, he's the last driver that's been active in NASCAR that raced against Dale Earnhardt Sr. all the way back in 2001. Kurt Busch has been around a long time. Not a not a not not the way we want anyone to go out where they get hurt and get sidelined and aren't able to return. Hopefully we get to see Kurt come back out there. Hopefully we've not seen his final race. But more importantly, hopefully he gets cleared and the doctors you know, can, can get him to a point where, where things are better for him whether that means he can get in the car or not, but at least get things better. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of an interesting thing is, is we'll potentially see Kurt Busch in some starts this season. And Daytona generally is, is the race every year where we see more entries than there are spots and where guys get sent home. You go to a random Bristol or Atlanta or, or any of these other races, you don't generally get 40 entries. So even though that, that 67 car wouldn't be chartered in and guaranteed a spot, most of the time you're not sending cup guys home during qualifying and whatnot. So, uh, so we would most likely get to see him race if he was able to be cleared 
come to the track and jump in that 67 car. Um, so hopefully we're going to see Kurt Busch add to that long list of numbers that he's already driven in, right? Uh, he's been in the 97, the 2, the 22, the 45, the 1. I'm sure I'm missing other numbers that he's driven as well. But uh, but yeah, hopefully 67 gets added to that and we get to see Kurt so at some point this season. But not not great that he's not been cleared um, by the doctors at this point. You know, well, first of all, I love Black Rifle Coffee, by the way. So if anybody's listening from Black Rifle Coffee, uh, I am for sale. I will definitely <laughs> uh, tout your product. Send Rod a Black Rifle Coffee fire suit. I am. Oh, yes. Get the show on YouTube. Oh. He will do it every week. Ooh. in the fire suit and of course black rifle coffee we need to, along with boy, it. We, maybe we need to hold out on this youtube thing and get them to send us some fire suits <laughs> i'm right in down. every week right it all down right now go over us <laughs> i love it um but no look at back to kurt bush though i mean he hasn't retired and 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 really officially retired he said he was stepping away from full-time racing obviously to concentrate on on getting better still helping the team out but it never never once did he say i am officially retired you know you i kept it back on the table so i look and we talked about this with even kevin harvick last this last season right the writing was not on the wall for him completely and and he never really said anything about it uh and it had to take a beat to actually finally retire and say this is it so but with kurt bush we never got that announcement because kurt bush didn't want to stop kurt bush could not keep going obviously and and you know, it's crazy to think, though, that one wreck like that could still have lasting impact on your health. I mean, I, vision is health, obviously, and to drive, you need to see, and you need to be able to react quickly to what you see. So I can fully understand why the doctors wouldn't clear him to drive because, you know, not only is he, is he in danger of hurting himself, but obviously, you can't react quick enough. You can get in a wreck with somebody else. And, I mean, that person could get hurt. And, you know, obviously, you need to have you need to be in tip-top shape and, and have the fastest of reflexes. So, um, it's going to be sad, obviously, to not see Kurt in, in this Daytona 500, in the 67. But I, I will hold out hope that if this car does make it, right? Because, I mean, sometimes these, these teams want to field a third one and can't or whatever. But at least to know... That the 67 now is there, right? We knew a third car was going to happen, but now we know materialistically that the 67 will be that car. And and if Black Rifle is signing on as the sponsor for that car for a limited time, then, then at least we know the door's open. And and to see Kurt Busch come back, race a couple of races here and there, uh, you know, it, I think it would be good for us, good for the sport, and good for him. Maybe, maybe it takes half a season to finally get him back on the track, but... You know, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that the team wants to get him back out there and not just want to use him as uh, an advisor or you know somebody who can who bring along their their next crop. They actually want him to drive, and, and I think the fans out there want him to drive as well. So good on them for for keeping that 67 seat warm for Kurt Busch. Yep, absolutely, I agree with you, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you back on the on the track at some point this season, Kurt. Um, some Jimmy Johnson news for Rod here. I'm all ears. Uh, and this is this is actually great news, I think. Uh, so Todd Gordon um, retired recently from full time crew chiefing, um, where he was with with Ryan Blaney there at the end and with Joey Logano, um, and he's been in the MRN booth and doing a lot of work with them. He is going to return to the Cup Series as the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson for his uh, select number of starts. I think that this helps both of them, right? Gordon, same reasons maybe that that. Johnson did, 
wanted to step away. He's got some daughters that are up there in the high school years. Didn't want to be at the track every week. Didn't want to get away from the sport. So he, he found a, a home with, with uh, actually, I think he's on one of the podcasts that MRN does, um, their pit crew call or whatever. It's something like that. Um, and, and then he was helping during the races and, and giving a crew chief advantage point and stuff um, there as well. So going to be awesome for him to team up with Jimmy Johnson. Um, he was on the, he's with Penske for a while as the head crew chief there on the number 22 um, back in 2013 when he started. That ride was split between A. Elmendinger before he got in trouble. Um, and then Sam Hornish kind of finished out the year there. Uh, and then him and Joey Logano paired up when Joey left to, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing and moved over in 2014 to Penske. They won 25 races together, the 2018 championship. Um, he was also on the 22 Xfinity car as the crew chief there as well. Um, and they had one of those all-star years where Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Austin Sindrick, a couple other guys drove that car and won the um, championship for the, uh, gosh, what do they call it? Owner's championship. That's what it is. <laughs> we talked about that last year, right? With the, Or it's the number that wins the championship rather than, than the driver. So they won that with that all-star cast uh, with him at the helm. And then he'd been with Ryan Blaney since 2019 um, until 2021 when he retired. And then last year, like I said, was in the, in the booth with MRN there. So it'll be good to see him returning to the, to the pit box. Um, not, not too far out into retirement and knows what he's doing. He's a good, good crew chief. He's accomplished a lot. Um, I don't think that he's going to be necessarily the next, uh, pairing of Chad and Jimmy maybe, but, uh, but no, he'll be a, a very serviceable, um, probably hall of fame, uh, down the road crew chief that can pair well with Jimmy Johnson and, help him out in those those limited starts that Jimmy's going to make. I'm going to tweet Chad Kanaus. Just just one. Just one race, Chad. Jump on the box one more time with Jimmy uh, and and just right. he's let's not, do he's it. He's not crew chief in anymore, so I he know. can do it, right? Yeah, look all he's Director doing is competition and all that. He ain't doing nothing. Front office <laughs> stiff. He can he can get back down there. No, I'm just kidding. He's one of the greatest. I I I would absolutely that would be one that if I if I heard that that was happening, I may just drop everything and try to go out and watch that race live because yeah, that'd absolutely. be a sight well, to that's, see. Yeah, again, that's one of those pairings. That's the Belichick Brady, right? Neither of those guys would have been what they were without the other one, and they both equally contributed to it. And they were seven time champions because of it, and they worked so well together. Things got a little rocky at the end, but. We saw that with Belichick and Brady as well, right? Sometimes that happens when you have that much success over such a sustained period. Um, but yeah, those those guys obviously were the best pairing probably we've seen ever. Um, and yeah, but uh, but this this will be good for Jimmy getting Todd Gordon, very experienced guy, not some rookie up there trying to tell the the seven time champion what to do. Hey, sometimes you got Gordon, Gordon at least has a leg to stand on when he's telling Jimmy what, what to do. Well, yeah. And, but you know, Jimmy, he's humble enough to be able to take it. If, if that, you know, whatever crew chief would be sitting up there, I'm sure he'd develop some sort of relationship with, but Hey, listen, sometimes you got to leave the Patriots to go to the Buccaneers and see what you can do uh, away from the guy that uh, supposedly made you who you are, right? you got to prove that you're the exactly. man that you are by yourself. So good on Jimmy. Yeah, to, it worked for Brady. Maybe it works for Jimmy now, right? Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I love that 84 Carvana car. I do have it as my screensaver now for my phone. Thank Rod you very sent much. me a screenshot earlier. It is it as his uh, screensaver. Wait, hold on. But looks, then looks I'm going to show nice. you this too. I'm going to show you this. That's my oh, com wow. that's my computer background, that's background right there. Background on the computer. 
computer. You love, guys love can't it. see it, but it's a Carvana. It is a beautiful car. If, if you've not seen Jimmy Johnson's uh, Carvana, Carvana 84 car that he's going to be racing at Daytona, it's, it's pretty slick. It is slick. And especially because the color on top is the yellow 84, but, you know, obviously... 48 is is it just if you're dyslexic if you're dyslexic you can you can read it as 48 which is like 48 to you anyways that's 48 <laughs> to you anyways kids so you're you're good um all right cody <laughs> enough jimmy johnson I, I i could talk about him all day but where, where are we going next next up um some more cup guys down a, a step tyler reddick is going to be running some races for sam hunt racing um and his first race will be at fontana i believe that and this will be in the xfinity series um, so last year we saw John Hunter Nemechek come up from the truck series, right into the Sam hunt cars. And we talked about that at the time, right? You kind of faded him because they weren't as, as top notch, um, as the Gibbs cars when, when John Hunter was in those cars. Um, but now Reddick is a Toyota guy, right? He's gone over to 2311. So he's going to take a step down and jump into those Sam hunt cars, um, and run a couple of races there. Now, we saw Reddick do this last year um, before the deal was announced that he was leaving Chevy. He actually got taken out of a few rides. He was supposed to run for Big Machine Racing. But, again, Big Machine Racing, that 48 Chevrolet, a smaller team, kind of so-so results here and there. Tyler Reddick gets in, gets them their first ever win. That would be something I would expect from Tyler Reddick in these Sam Hunt cars. Again, a guy like John Hunter Nemechek maybe doesn't move the needle as much. A guy like Tyler Reddick does depending on who else has entered into this race um, at Fontana. And now Cole Custer did run the 07 car there last year. Again, a, a crap car in general, right? But prepared by uh, Stuart Haas, which this one will likely be prepared by 2311, I would imagine, because you got the 2311 guy in the seat, right? Um, and so Custer, I think, will be pretty competitive there in the 00 car. Um, but Tyler Reddick is going to be a guy to watch when he is in this this 20. I think he's running the 24 car. So 26 is going to be full-time with Kaz Grala this year for Sam Hunt. Um, and so Reddick will be in the 24. Um, but yeah, he will be a guy that we will be talking about and probably betting on when he is in this car because he is at the talent level that is well above anyone else in the Xfinity series. Um, and uh, he's going to get the most out of those cars. And that's, that's going to be a big step for Sam Hunt. It's a small racing family owned, right? They're just doing the best they can over there. Um, and when they get a chance, like Big Machine did last year, for a big-name guy like this to step in their right and escalate it a little bit and help them take that next step, give them the feedback they need, uh, that will be huge. So definitely will be something we, we will be watching. Um, they announced that it's going to be some races next year. Again, he's limited to five. If you know the rule, once they've been full-time in the Cup Series for, I think is it three years? They can only run five races in the, in the series down below can't compete in certain races like the playoff races and then the dash for cash races and all that. There's some different rules, but it'll be multiple races um, in Fontana, the one that they've announced so far. So we'll see Tyler Reddick uh, make his, his trip down into Xfinity series where a few years ago he went back to back championships on two different teams uh, in the Xfinity series. I don't know if it's because I wasn't necessarily paying super close attention to Xfinity or, you know, whatever it was back then, Bush series and, and the truck series, nationwide, nationwide all that stuff. I don't, I don't know, but I feel like the, these last couple of seasons and maybe even extending back a couple more seasons, we've seen a lot of cooperation between 
like these cup guys and these these lower teams and I feel like that makes for so much more competitiveness in the the lower tier teams right I mean obviously not everybody can be a Gibbs or a Hendrick or a, a even a Kyle Bush or anything like that right and and so when you start to when you're these Sam Hunts when you're these colleagues when you're the niece when you're Thor Sport you know you, you need you need validation from some of these other drivers that drive for these big teams because you know we, we talk about it all the time these these back markers they're necessary to be out there on the track but Sometimes it feels like a lot more fun when these back markers are not just guys that are getting lapped race after race after race, and they're these smaller teams are in it. So I'm 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 pretty happy to to hear anytime a, a guy like a guy like Tyler Reddick is is jumping down into this car, you know, to help out a smaller team and and maybe quite possibly or even Chase Elliott, like we talked about a couple of a uh, couple of segments ago, just jumping down to to basically give this smaller team the opportunity to pretty much prove that they belong. I mean, their, their equipment is there, right? They're just missing a driver. And, and again, if you go in like a Tyler Reddick to Fontana in the Sam Hunt car and Reddick wins the race, what does that tell you? That tells you that Sam Hunt's got a, a pretty good team. You know, granted, yeah, okay, 2311 is going to be the one that, that basically prepares the car. And it, it might, by all accounts, be a 2311 car, but it's still Sam Hunt. So all they need now, and then it's basically like a, a big neon billboard for them to say, listen, come to us. We can give you a winning race car if you drive for us. Yeah, well, and abs- there's there's a ton of different angles to this. And Big Machine Racing was very open about it last year. Like, if we can get Tyler Reddick, if we can get Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in our cars that, that are doing decent every week and they're kind of competing, but who can tell you better what this car is doing than an all-star in the Cup Series? That's a two-time champion in Xfinity. He can give you the feedback and help you and give you the pointers and and help your other drivers, right? Kaz Grala, he's a decent up-and-coming driver. And during those weekends, Tyler Reddick is going to be there for him to lean on and be able to help him and point him in the right direction. It helps the team, uh, gives them more exposure. A lot of the sponsors love it, right? And we've kind of learned that Tyler Reddick is going to have basically all of Kurt Busch's sponsors, right? Monster, McDonald's, Money Lion, they all appear to be coming back. And Kyle Bush for a long time, Mars slash M&Ms loved to do it, right? You would see him do his five Xfinity Series races. Likely he was going to win all five of them as he did most years, dominate them, be up front. He gets a bunch of TV time, right? So was it an M&Ms car every week? No, it wasn't. Sometimes it was the Spearmint Gum. Sometimes it was the M&M ice cream sandwich car. Sometimes it was double mint sometimes it was starburst sometimes it was whatever other new skittles projects they're working on yeah or whatever mars wanted to get tv time for and extra stuff yeah you're going to see that on kyle's car on sunday gets shuffled in the mix he's not necessarily going to be dominant but he's going to come out he's going to be a story right whether he's doing well or not he's going to get a lot of tv time because of who he is it's more sponsored engagement again it helps the sport because these guys are people are going to want to come out and see an Xfinity ticket's a lot cheaper than a cup ticket. And if you can come out and see Tyler Reddick on Saturday, then that's even better, you know? And so it helps from so many different angles. And so a lot of people will complain about it and they're just going down and stealing wins. But again, I made this point earlier. You're making these guys race against Tyler freaking Reddick. Like <laughs> there's not much better guys than he is right now in the sport, right? He's one of the top up and coming guys. And 
when you have a Ty Gibbs or an Austin Cindric or a Chase Briscoe in the Xfinity series coming up, and they're going to be the next Cup Series guys, as those guys are now, and they get a race against Kyle Busch, and they get a race against Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick, that's going to help prepare them for Sundays because we see it every time these rookies come up. It is a big step in competition. It's a big step in everything. And so any of that experience they can get, and we saw it last year in the truck series, Kyle Busch got beat by his own truck twice by guys out racing him. And I think Corey Heim was one of them. Wasn't even full-time. He's going to be full-time this year. He went out there and flat-out beat Kyle Busch in the same exact truck. How much confidence does that give to a kid like that? Even if he hadn't beat him and he was able to race with him and finish second to him, that's still a huge confidence boost. Then you give him the win. So I think that overall it's a great thing. Love to see it. Um, and from a betting aspect, he's going to be a guy we're probably going to talk about a lot when he is racing uh, these Xfinity starts. Well, and you basically just uh, took the point right out of my mouth. Uh, I was going to say it's not even a guarantee that these cup guys end up winning when they come oh, down. Absolutely. I mean, no. Yeah. And we saw Cole Custer dominate that race last year. So that's already going to be a tall task for Reddick to beat him, let alone whoever else we see. And, and all guy is no slouch. And Barry's, uh, you know, been running better and, there's still plenty of guys. John Hunter's going to be full-time now. Plenty of guys that can give these guys a run for their money. And it's not – even with Kyle Busch, it was like, you know, he'd win his five races every year. And then now we've started to see a lot more in the truck series. He only won two – he won two or three last year. He didn't. He definitely didn't win all five when it was almost a guarantee before. I, I used to – a few years ago, I would max bet as much as I possibly could on Kyle Busch at minus odds to win in the truck and Xfinity every time he started because nine times out of 10 in those, he was going to win and I was going to double my money basically. And that's not the case anymore. These, these series are so much more competitive and these guys racing in it helps that out even more. I mean, as if it wasn't already difficult to predict anything that happens on the track week after week, it just feels like now these storylines are becoming very more, much more complicated and just, I mean, we're going to have so much fun handicapping all these races next season. All three series up and down now. It's just, I, I feel like our jobs are getting increasingly harder as these announcements continue to get made. So um, Harder and more fun at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always more fun, right? I mean, well, true. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's why we're here. But yeah, Talking it's definitely... about racing and gambling, so it can't get much more fun than that. I'm not even <laughs> going to complain, but definitely going to get a little harder. There's definitely going to be a little more. I mean, again... Last season, the the most used phrase, and I, I probably should have somebody go back and listen to to every single show that we put out, all ninety nine of them, uh, to to where we said the phrase "I don't know" because we didn't know a lot of stuff. That was the most used phrase for twenty twenty two. I don't that know that defined the season. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this car is going to react. I don't know how this this driver level do. playing field. I think I said that more times than I ever want to admit that I said. I played a drinking game every time I went back. I, I didn't tell you that, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. you were very. That's why you didn't respond to me for three days, right? Listen, that <laughs> you were blocked out ten minutes into the show. I don't even remember if I finished it. My kids were poking me with a stick saying dad did you play the game again and i was like <laughs> level playing level, get out of here so uh no really but it, this this season i still feel like there will be i mean we know a lot more right there's a healthy dose of knowledge that we gained from this last season but we just we still kind of don't know i mean we've seen once but once is not a trend 
right? So we're going to have to see it again. We're still going to have to say, well, okay, he did this last season, but I'm not sure. I don't know, everybody drink, uh, whether or not he can duplicate that level playing field <laughs> on this level playing field this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I'm going to have a lot of fun, but the more and more you keep saying to me that guys like Chase Elliott are going to be in the truck series, Tyler Reddick's going to be uh, tooling around in the Xfinity series, man, Cody, I don't even know anymore how we're going to handicap all this stuff with these guys down there. Well, while we're at it, how about I give you one more? Oh, for the love of God. Yeah, one and more. We talked about this, and I brought this specific situation up last week on the podcast. Go back and listen to it. The news came out about Landon Castle not losing his crypto sponsor, not going to be able to run all the races. So we talked about maybe that 10 car turns into an all-star car. If I was colleague, I would put Justin Haley in there for the super speedway races because the dude is a super speedway ace. Boom. Guess who's driving the number 10 car in the Xfinity series? at Daytona for college racing, Justin Haley. If he is not the favorite to win that race, he will absolutely be getting my money. Even if he is the favorite, he might be getting my money and he's probably getting my money on Sunday as well, because Justin Haley is a freaking stud at super speedways. The college cars have always been good at super speedways. Uh, the lineup's changing a little bit. So we'll see as, as far as how well they're able to help each other and whatnot. But Justin Haley knows what the hell he's doing in these cars on on super speedways i believe he won three xfinity series races at daytona in a row to go back and double check that but i'm fairly certain that's what it was um and and yeah he, he knows what he's doing um and so that's a great decision by calling to put him in that 10 car they're calling that their all-star car now we've seen it over the years with all these cars and trucks specifically on the gibbs car and then we've seen it in the 22 in the past for penske and other cars where they rotate through who's going to be on there and, and um, which races and whatnot. So, again, no nothing on AJ Allmendinger yet, but if you don't see him in the 10 car on road courses, I would be very surprised because, of course, you're going to put him in those. Um, but this is the very first obvious step and in our you know theme of drivers go, stepping down in other series, Justin Haley kind of rounds that out um, with, with his start in the number 10 car in the Xfinity race at Daytona uh, coming up here in oof, 24 days until that race. You know what my takeaway from that was? Colleg listens to this show. Fantastic taking uh, Cody's shout advice. Rice. Shout out to, to Matt Colleg. We appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you being one of the downloads every single week because now you have taken strategy straight from our buddy. Uh, and now, I mean, we get to apply it on a week, uh, at least that, that uh that first race basis. So I'll be very curious to see where those odds come out. And that's why I, I guess I'll go back and say it again. This is probably why we don't have odds is because not all the dominoes are in place yet. But again, this. this is, this is closer to us getting odds, right? All these, these, these rides being finalized basically for these races should be getting us very close to these odds coming out. So fingers crossed. They'll be here uh, anytime. I would like, if for the first show of next week for us to be able to have actual Xfinity and truck odds for Daytona, that would be entirely clash fantastic. It's got to be clash odds by Monday, right? Because the race is next weekend. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be coming soon. Uh, you know what, though, Cody? I, I went back and I looked because I, I, had to, I tried to figure it out, and I was trying to think to myself, when did those odds for the clash come out? It was in February. So as much as we're sitting here impatient... 
I mean, it's only because we've had two months to fill, man. That's what, well, three months to fill. That's why we're impatient at this point. Because last uh, time, last time when we started the show, like the odds came out the next was, week. <laughs> we hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have to wait too long. I mean, obviously it was already like uh, the season was two weeks away. So, I mean, look, that's why we're impatient right now is because we've got a little more time to fill uh, between that. But look, I, I think the odds are coming because like I said, last season, they were February that we were talking about that first weekend in February, we were talking about uh, clash odds. So I'd like to think that we're at least another week away from actually getting the odds and start to break them down because then my friend, then we're in regular season mode and then this show starts cranking. So uh, I'm definitely ready for that to happen as well. I can't wait. All right, let's, uh, let's put the, let's close the book on this episode. Uh, obviously we still got at least another one to come back this week for, uh, at least one more and maybe we can squeeze another one out of the bosses, but we'll get one more in this week. And then hopefully when we wake up on Monday morning, we will be able to break down some odds for you on that Monday night show. And, uh, and we can really start cranking this into regular season mode because, uh, like I said before, I, for one, am ready for it. You're ready for it. Cody's ready for it. The world is ready for it. The drivers are ready for it. You got to think they're restless at this point, knowing that they're about to jump in their cars in uh, uh, two weeks and, and be able to actually race around a track for the first time since November when they left uh, Phoenix. So um, definitely looking forward to it. So, Cody, uh, buddy, as we close this episode down, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Again, ton of workout over there, ton of motorsports futures articles as we look forward to all the Nat, all three NASCAR series, IndyCar, F1, starting to look ahead towards their seasons and, and what odds we do have out now, getting them covered. Um, join us in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Um, little announcement here. We are going to have a NASCAR gambling podcast fantasy league this season. And the bosses have put up a $200 gift card for the merch store. There is some absolutely incredible merch over there. Um, and so, yeah, $200 gift card to the winner of the Fantasy League. Um, and so that will be – I'll have more details on that soon here as I get it set up, run it through the NASCAR Fantasy game on their website. Um, but you'll need to be in the Discord to have the link to join. So go ahead and get in there now. bunch of fun conversations. I, I haven't – I was very – busy this today and this evening with the basketball game but i saw that there was some comments on our show from yesterday so i'll be going back and looking through those uh later on but appreciate all the guys in there keep it keeping things alive and man they're all ready to go get some racing i am too so definitely join that discord um and yeah you can dm us on twitter or whatever if you if you need a direct link to get over there we'll help you out um and yeah that's a 200 dollars gift card very nice of the bosses to uh We'll throw that out there as, as the head prize. We said it to you in the last episode. They love you. We love you. We want to adorn you with gifts. So make sure you get in and start playing. Chance to win $200 in the merch store, man. Get yourself a nice little SGP and coffee and mug. You can go head to head against us. And if you beat us, you can talk shit. I did I did do a, a small league last year as we were kind of, again, all everything was ramping up right at the start. And I kind of put the call out there in the Slack channel at the time. And got a few guys, uh, and we did a league, and I forgot to set my lineup week one, and that kind of screwed me all season. But, uh, yeah, they like to talk shit when they beat me, so props to them. 
Because who doesn't? So uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, or whether it is in between media. All the fun stuff happening all over the internet. Uh, look, I, I kind of threw it in as an Easter egg, but I, I forgot really I wanted to say it before I've ended. I want to thank Iconoclast for providing the music for this theme song. This song is called I Run. It is on Spotify right now. If you search Iconoclast, I-C-O-N-O-C-L-A-S-T. Fantastic band out of Canada. I can't thank them enough for all their support in lending us the song. Uh, but yeah, they've been with us for the last 100 episodes and they'll be with us for the last next 100 more. So, uh, so much fun. Anyways, until tomorrow, everybody, when we come back, we'll talk some more racing stuff with you. Let's go racing and let it ride.